0: Hey everybody, it's Elizabeth and Kat with another episode of A Breath of Fresh Crime. Hey buddy. Hey buddy. How are we today? Stoked. It's another birthday podcast. Mm, 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 mm. And mm, it's your birthday, mm, so mm. like it's a different vibe than Whole month. October (laughs) is my entire birthday. (laughs) You like your birthday a lot more than I do, so if I could make my birthday a national holiday, it would be yes, a stat. It would be, it a, would s- be a fucking stat, stat holiday, holiday. <laughs> which technically this year it is a stat holiday because it's on because it falls on Thanksgiving. Yeah, that you're like awkward about your birthday and I know happen. I remember like I listening back to that episode about like the first one about Ted Bundy. It was an awkward intro. Didn't know what to do with it. This is love a bad. birthday. You love a birthday. Stoked. Love that I for count you. down all year. Yeah, like you wait said, for it. It's an entire fucking national holiday. Love it. Love that for you. Can't wait for presents and food. <laughs> love all a, of it. Love a good gift. <laughs> <laughs> but we're also doing. I waited a long time for this episode. Yeah, you have. You've been talking about it literally since we started the podcast. Yeah. I want to do this case. I want to do this case, and I'm like, is it time? And you're like, no, it's not. <laughs> We're gonna wait. We're gonna wait. Well, cause like this case got me interested in true crime. Yes, it is my case that got me interested. Got me interested in crazy people, and I know nothing about it. You like, besides, which is wild. Besides what I've like told, like little bits that I mm-hmm. told you, you know nothing. And this is a huge, well-known case. Yeah, and it yeah, it shocks me that I don't know anything about it. But I don't really follow. This type of crime. You don't look at school shootings? No, I don't. I love a good school shooting. So, which is, like, weird to say, but I love... But, a, okay. but, but I think it's the same lo- thing. Like, I don't love serial killers. I, they're fascinating. But I find school shooters just interesting. Yes. Because I've... This has never occurred to me to do one. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought a lot of things in my life. But I've never thought... AK-47 in a school. Good <laughs> good time. Good way to spend my second period. <laughs> No, never. Never. <clears throat> but yes, we will be talking about Columbine High School Massacre. Oof. April 20th, 1999. Are we jumping right in? Well, not yet. Oh, okay. Well, you, you, like, but started. I'm, let, I'm letting them know. <laughs> I'm letting them know okay. now. Right. This will be a two parter. Mm hmm. The first part. We don't even talk about the shooting. No. (laughs) We haven't got there. There's a lot to unpack with this one. We will be talking about, like, the boys' backgrounds leading up to it. Right. There's, like, a lot before we can even dive into that day. Yeah. Because so much happens (coughs) that when I'm, like, talking about it, you're going to be like, and no one. And no one And no one thought that was sus. No one. Yeah. So, when we're talking about this first part... Pay attention. You pay attention because you don't know. Because I have no idea. They should pay attention to just the personality differences. Between Between the, the boys. Because it comes up during the shooting and in, like, the investigation afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's one of the main things they talk about is, like, the sheer personality differences. Okay. Between the two. <clears throat> and all the events leading up that no one was, like, sus. Interesting. I'm also, okay, I'm gonna be pretty hard on the parents at times. Okay. Simply because what we know now about school shootings mm-hmm. and red flags. Okay. But like looking back then, a lot of it, like they didn't know to look for it. But then there's also some stuff where you're like, really? I just you feel didn't like notice. Cause, sorry, what year did this happen? 1999. Okay. So by that point, I feel like we weren't completely oblivious to. Odd behavior. But, like... And sus behavior. Yes. So, some things I'll be hard on simply because what we know now. And then other <laughs> things I'm simply just hard on because, like, you didn't get. Yeah. That didn't... How'd you miss that? Yeah. But, that's my preamble. That's your little intro to the episode. So. so. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready to dive We're into it, then? ready to go, boys. I am ready to hear about this case. My first time ever. Lot... To unpack, a voice. A voice. A voice. Let's go. Ready. So, we're going to start <laughs> talking about our shooters. Mr. Eric Harris was born April 9th, 1981 in Wichita, Kansas. Fucking Wichita. Fucking Eric. <laughs> His parents are Catherine and Wayne. Catherine was a homemaker and Wayne was in the Air Force. Okay. As a transport pilot. Mm-hmm. He also has an older brother named Kevin. The family moved around a lot because, like, Wayne was in the Air Force. Right. Military families tend to travel a lot. Yeah. And they settled in Colorado in 1992 with Wayne retiring the next year from the Air Force. Okay. In 1997, Eric had wrote about how hard it was to move to Colorado because they were previously living in New York for several years. Okay. And he had, like, most of his memories in New York and all his friends were in New York and he <laughs> literally felt like when they moved to Colorado that his dad was making him start from the bottom of the ladder, was a quote he said, in a tape, and we'll talk about the tapes, but in the okay. tape he made, he talked about that, a <coughs> lot of resentment. Which I get, like at that age, when you are like taken right out of like your home where you have all your memories, your exactly. friends, everything, that's a, big that's a big move transition and like I don't want to say trauma, but it is a trauma. Like any kind of like huge life-altering transition is like a trauma. Well, and he was like a like a young teen when yeah. they moved, right? And that's different. And that's huge. So they did rent a nice big house when they got there and then finally were able to purchase one just south of the high school in 1996, okay? His older brother was already going to college at this point. Wayne got a new job as like a flight safety services guy. So not in the army, but like, but he still doing what he was like pilot stuff. Yeah, he was doing what he was doing, just in a retired sense. And then Catherine also got a job as a caterer because like her older son was in uni, and then Eric was kind of going into high school. Eric went to Columbine High School in 1995 as a freshman, and the high school at this point had just had major renovations and a big expansion. Okay, this will come up in the second part. Okay. He had a lot of friends at the high school and was left forward and midfield on the soccer team for his freshman and sophomore years. So, like... He transitioned well. He transitioned well and was not, like, an unpopular fucking guy. Overall, he yeah. had, like, quite a few friends and had a really close group, specifically of system. friends. Did very well. And he's on the soccer team. He's yeah. a jock. He's doing, like, pretty well for himself. So, like, as much as he... Like, it is a huge transition and like hard thing to go through. He fucking did fine. He did fine. He did fine. He did fine than most fucking teens do. Yeah. And apparently he was a really good soccer player. Like, not like an average one. He was, like, good at it. Fucking soccer players. (sighs) Eric. So, we're seeing Eric. Well-rounded guy. Yeah. Yeah. Normal, charismatic guy. Good guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) yep so eric met a girl named tiffany in his german class i believe and quickly like wooed her okay quickly got in there Mm -hmm. wanted a girlfriend he had asked her to homecoming and then she had accepted going to homecoming okay but then after the dance she like wasn't overly interested in eric anymore and i couldn't find any reports as to why so i'm wondering if tiffany was like kind of sus She had some (laughs) instincts about him. So when Tiffany refused to speak with Eric or talk with him anymore, he staged a fake suicide at school. He, like, sprawled on the ground and, like, put fake blood all over him. And when Tiffany saw this, she obviously screamed. And Eric and his friends began to laugh at her. And then she was like... Because she gave a fuck that somebody could be dead? And then it, she was. <laughs> yeah. And then Tiffany was like, "Kate, Eric, get fucking help, dude." Yeah. That's fucked. That's weird. So, Eric's already showing like some weird traits. Yes. Very likable guy. Charismatic. Charismatic, but then very vindictive. Yeah. And thinks it's funny to and see malicious. other people upset. Yeah. Sadistic. Yeah. He, he did get a job at like a pizza place in his little area. And was, like, a shift leader mm-hmm. at the pizza place. I'm assuming, though, like, that incident with Tiffany, it was chalked up to, like, boys being boys. 100% it was. Oh, nothing, they're just, they're just fucking with her. Nothing happened from it. He got rejected. He didn't like it. So, boys being boys. Yeah. Fuck off. No, that's fucked. I would have been like, are you fucking, fucking joking? You're weird. You're weird, dude. That's sus. Yeah. Was a shift leader at his work, so he's, again, Doing really doing well. Really well. He had a huge interest in computers and gaming and took a bowling class. I don't know. How do a bowling a class? A bowling okay. class. That's what you fucking chose. <laughs> through okay. and through, Eric is described as charismatic, nice and likable, but often bragged about his ability to, like, deceive others and, like, mm-hmm. manipulate them and lie to them and said he could make anyone believe anything he wanted them to believe. Mm. He was also very quick to anger and threaten people with, like, bombs when he was mad, straight up would be like, I'll bomb your fucking house, dude. Say it again. <laughs> what a <laughs> Say threat. it again. Jesus Christ. He was also apparently, like, kind of fascinated by different wars and wrote out violent fantasies about killing people he didn't like on the reg. Jesus fucking Christ. So, interesting guy, Eric. Yeah. Because what I'm seeing is some very antisocial personality yes, 100%. traits. 100%. And some narcissistic personality traits he sounds like he's like an anti or a narcissistic narcissistic psychopath so then but then we get to mr dylan kleepold september 11th 1981 he was born that's like three days before me i know that's like three days before my birthday that's like a little that's a a little rude it's a little gross that's a little too close for comfort there daniel what's his name dylan dylan getting the name wrong already yeah i don't give a fuck yeah i don't care so dylan his life was also relatively like eric kind of normal okay because eric had a normal life mm-hmm. there's really nothing there that you're like mm, gonna the kill people the only thing later. that he went through was moving and he fucking transitioned and fine was doing fine so dylan's parents are thomas and sue they met while well, they were in university and like dated really quickly mm-hmm. they married in 1971 Thomas was an engineer at the time, and then Sue was working with disabled children, so they both had, like, really good jobs. Dylan has a brother who is a couple years older than him. The family were, uh, what's the word? I'm religious. I could not think of that (laughs) word. I was like, likes God. What's that word? They like the God. They like the God. That whole thing. They were heavily involved in their church for, like, quite a bit of time. And the boys were also, like, doing lots of, like, classes in the church and stuff. This reminds me of Tyler Hadley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Sue has said, like, some such shit about Dylan okay. when he was born. So she said, reportedly, like, after he was born, she said she felt like a shadow had been cast over her that warned her that Dylan would bring her great sorrow. That's fucking weird. Yeah. I think if I said, I thought that about my kid, I'd be like, I think maybe you're gonna go up for adoption. (laughs) Yeah. She thought it was like a passing feeling and it did go over like go over go away like quite quickly. Right. And Dylan was diagnosed like really early in life with this like condition with the stomach and the intestines that caused him to puke a lot when he was little and like make him quite sick. It was like repaired later. But then Sue was like oh that's what it meant about Dylan. He was going to be so sick, and I was going to be so sad. (laughs) Sue. Nope. Sue, Sue, Sue. No, no. (laughs) Dylan, when he was in grade three, was put into this program. It was called the Challenging High Intellectuals Potential Students Program. There was nothing shorter. No. (laughs) No. And it's simply a program for gifted kids, because Dylan, by all accounts, was quite smart. Okay. He was a smart guy, very bright, but was very sheltered in his school Mm -hmm. and found it difficult when he went from elementary school to middle school that transition was like really hard on him okay but they were not like his parents like weren't concerned about him because they were like "Mm, it's normal to be struggling from elementary to middle school yeah I'm not going to fault them for that it is normal for kids to struggle with transition Mm -hmm. Dylan played baseball soccer and t-ball when he was younger and had a really good friend named Brooks Brown who he met in grade one Okay. They were quickly like really best friends, lived near each other and like rode the same bus. Brooks will come up later on. later on. So keep that in your brain. Okay. Dylan also worked at the pizza place that Eric worked at, but he was a cook whereas Eric was the shift leader. Okay. Dylan has always been described as painfully shy, often fidgety whenever someone new talked to him and rarely opened up to new people. So immediately, so immediately. there's a stark difference between the boys. Yeah, which is like... That's a very yin and yang friendship. It is a very yin and yang friendship, but an easy friendship for Eric because Eric can overpower Dylan. Dylan. And Dylan just wants to like fit in. Fit in. Almost. Yeah. So Eric and Dylan met. Well, and Eric likes to manipulate and deceive people. So it would, that would be a fun thing for him to do to Eric. Or Dylan. Dylan, yeah. Fuck these names. Get used to them. There's a lot of names in this. Yeah. <laughs> So Eric and Dylan met in grade seven and became best friends like really fast. Okay. So they met really early in school. Mhm. They would hang out all the time, go bowling together, play video games. The biggest one video game they played was Doom. This will also come back. Okay. Keep that in your brain. Okay. And by like junior year, I don't know what junior year is. That grade? Grade hmm. eleven. Is that grade eleven? Because it's sophomore, junior, and senior. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Because we don't do that shit. We don't shit. do that shit. So, that'd be like grade 11-ish, grade 10, somewhere in there? They were... S- <laughs> Junior is grade 11. It like grade I haven't said that. <laughs> <laughs> in there. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just gave you the answer and you're just like, yeah, it's grade 10 or 11, somewhere in there. It's grade 11. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is the grade. Pay attention. <laughs> They were inseparable. They sat alone together at lunch and often kept to themselves. Mm -hmm. There was a rumor that started going around that they were gay and that they were dating. Mm. But not sure if they knew about that rumor. I'm assuming they did. I'm assuming they knew about it. And, like, it's the 90s. It's that shit that goes around. I'm not justifying it, but, like, I'm not shocked that that happened. No. It was believed that Eric weirdly emotionally depended on Dylan... Because Dylan was liked more by the broader school population. So Eric oh, okay. gave off, like, he was charismatic and, like, all those things, mm-hmm. but gave off sus vibes to people. Yeah. He rubbed people the wrong way because he's kind of an asshole. Yeah. Whereas because Dylan was so he was quiet still liked and shy, yeah. people liked him more than Eric, and Eric yeah. wanted everybody to like him. Yeah. So he really was like, Dylan... You get us get those me friends. In. Yeah, you get me in here, buddy. Dylan wrote in his journals, which I'll get to the journals, that he felt like he was not accepted or loved by anyone. So Dylan wrote a lot of sad Aww. shit in his journals, and he I thought that Dylan needed Eric for validation. So they both fulfilled some type of need for each for other. For each other. Again, very yin and yang, but yeah. like they needed each other to work. I'm sure, they did need each other. Sue, who's Dylan's mom believes that Eric's kind of rage he had mixed with Dylan's self-destructive behaviors, mm-hmm. which just caused the boys to feed off each other. Yeah, that makes right? sense. Right? Which I think is actually a really good way for it to be put. Yeah. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Both boys were active in school play productions, operated video productions, and became computer assistants maintaining the school's computer server. So they were heavily involved in school. So it's not like These they fucking were... fucking boys, man, like... The more you talk about them the more I'm like, "Okay, nothing is really going wrong in their lives where they need to like do what they did." No, they were heavily involved in school. So, early reports like when the shooting happened said that Eric and Dylan were like outcasts and they were unpopular and they were always bullied. And but they, they were not unpopular, they were not outcasts. Some bullying. Some. Some bullying. But, but everybody at some point in their high school life gets a little is bit bullied. bullied. But they were not outcasts. They had no. a they had actually like a pretty decent group of friends yeah. who were very close. Yeah. So they did really well socially overall. They were initially believed to be part of a clique at school called the Trench Coat Trench Coat Mafia. <laughs> Stupid. But what? basically oh. this group was just like a little gang at school. Okay? Mm-hmm. But they were not part of this. But this was, like, a huge thing when the shooting happened. They were like, these fucking guys are part of this weird group. But they weren't. They were not. Okay. Dylan did go to the high school prom three days before the shooting with a classmate named Robin Anderson. Okay. Robin will come back into play. Oh, boy. So, again, Dylan's, like, doing all these (coughs) normal things. And three days before the shooting, doing normal (laughs) high school things. Okay. Which is weird. Like... They're doing all these normal things and having this really normal life, and then behind the scenes, they're just like... Nuts. Nuts. So, they... That's fucking freaky. I know. That's fucking Because we haven't scary. even gone into Red Flags yet. Because right now, when I'm telling you about these boys, you're like... They're normal. They killed people? <laughs> really? They're not just normal high school boys? Yeah. They were huge. I'm just in that game Doom that Eric yeah. likes to play. So, Dylan also played it. Okay. And they created a bunch of like levels for the game and like posted them online. Okay. Mostly Eric. And this is kind of a red f- our first one. Okay. So Eric was making these levels and then was like making a blog kind of about the levels and like his thoughts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And these like posts and stuff expressed an extreme hatred for people in their neighborhood and in general. Mm-hmm. And the boys then when they had, like, this blog and this website for, like, the levels and stuff, also started to record themselves looking into bomb making and posting the explosions on this website mm-hmm. and okay. the sites and stuff, okay. which, like, when you look at it, you're like, mm, it's kind of sus, but boys blowing up shit, also not sus? Also not sus, yeah. But kind of weird. Yeah. But they're already posting stuff online. They're getting more involved with things. Okay. So, when he created this website, he and his blog, he then began, like, really rope Dylan into it, and the two started to, like, sneak out of the house together Mm. to do, like, mischief and vandalism, so that they were, like, setting off fireworks and, like, breaking stuff in the community, kind of being hoodlumps. Yeah, they're being, like, just shitty. Yeah. They're just being, like, stupid boys. They, they're so dumb. They called their sneaking out the Rebel Missions, which was like the mascot oh of the high school. God. Their boys are stupid. They started to do that and they like nicknamed themselves as well. Oh. Because no one would know. No one would know it's us then. Wouldn't you give it names and you nickname us? Ooh, fucking invisible. And they're posting all about this online. And Right now, you'd be like, how did we not know about it? They're posting all their shit online. But it, it's 1990, 1999. At this point, 90. it's 96, early 1997. So, we're two years before the shooting. Internet is still... Yeah, we're not even after shooting. <laughs> this <laughs> this is So, the internet and stuff is not... It's new. Right, yeah. Like This isn't a huge... Like, social media and stuff is not a thing. Well, they're posting about it online, but, like... On nerd sites. Yes. <laughs> on not on like fucking Facebook or Instagram where everybody and their goddamn dogs are gonna see it. Yeah. So like I said, his Eric's anger towards society really started to come out, particularly in 1997. Yeah. And he began to start to write posts about how to make bombs. Which I think I'm like mm, sass, Eric. That is like really sass, actually. So he wrote this is the kind of shit that he says. The first true pipe bombs created entirely from scratch by the rebels. Now our only problem is to find the place that will be ground zero. He wrote shit like that. Talking about... How Where's long- he a popular kid? Thank you. Because if if somebody in, my, in the popular kid crowd at my school started talking like that, we'd all be like, fucking weird. To You're so weird, <laughs> right? right? Weird. Because literally he's basically saying, we know how to make bombs... Where do I blow where stuff Where I want to blow it up. So the site did get a couple visitors, but there was no concern about it. Because, again, no one's really visiting. And by the fall of 97, like, no one's paying attention. He also ended a blog post that year detailing some murderous fantasies he had. Mm. And said, all I want to do is kill and injure as many of you as I can, especially a few people like Brooks Brown. Interesting! Interesting Eric. that you want to murder Dylan's your best friend's best friend. Dylan's ex-best friend. Because they're not best friends anymore? Because Dylan became friends with Eric. Um, you see, they kind of grew apart. Well, and I'm assuming Eric, because of who Eric was, Eric was very much like, you're my best friend. Yes. You're nobody That's else's best friend. That's the vibe that I get. So, very, like, possessive and narcissistic about yes. it. Yes. So when this came out, it's unclear of how Brooks found out and how his family found out. But there's a huge, like, what's the word I'm looking for, idea that it was Dylan that told Brooks about it. Oh, really? And was like, hey man, don't tell Eric I told you this, but he posted this really sus thing and I'm, like, concerned. That's the biggest one, is that Dylan told Brooks about that post. And so, because Brooks knew about it, his parents found out about it and, like, looked at the site that said that. Yeah. And contacted the sheriff's office on August 7th, 1987 to be like um this fucking kid's threatening my kid yeah that's bullshit yeah so this investigator michael guerrera i think how you say his last name okay went onto the site and discovered numerous violent threats that eric had made (laughs) against students and teachers at the high school oh boy so he's now transitioned to specifically about kids at the school and teachers on his blog yeah this is all eric yeah so michael had wrote an affidavit requesting a search warrant for Eric's home and had mentioned in the affidavit... Affidavit. (laughs) Affidavit. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. That there was, like, a discovery of an exploded pipe bomb and that Eric was the one that was involved with Mm -hmm. this pipe bomb. Yep. However, this affidavit was never submitted to a judge. He just wrote the draft and then didn't investigate it further. Let's stop there. Why? You have a child who you now know has threatened a specific student and is threatening students and teachers online already. We know now this is a huge red flag yes. for potential violent behavior against the school. But like even if even if regardless of what we know now today, back um, any kind of threat, yes should be investigated considering it's multiple. Yes. And he's talking about bomb making. Yeah. Maybe we should fucking submit that, Michael. It's not just one one-off comment that oh, I'm going to kill you. No, he's legitimately making threats. So, because of that wasn't submitted, no one knew about this behavior Eric was having besides like Dylan and then like obviously Brooks, right? Well, and if I was Brooks' family, I probably would have called Eric's and been like, and like what the been fuck Been like what the fuck's wrong with your kid? Yeah. Reign it in. So then on October 7th, 1997, both Eric and Dylan were suspended from school for hacking into the computer system and getting student locker combinations. So they're starting to up their behavior. Yeah. Where Eric's making a lot of threats, they're doing some vandalism, now they're hacking into computer systems. Yeah. Like they're getting more bold with their behaviors. One, it sounds like they're getting more target oriented with the school. Yes. In January 30th, 1998, Getting closer to the shooting. Eric and Dylan were both arrested for breaking into a van and stealing tools and computer equipment out of the van, and the police had pulled them over as they were driving away. Because they're dumb. They're stupid. They're boys breaking into a van. And I'm just curious as to why we thought that's a fun idea. Well, boys in high school don't have any impulse control. They don't have any fucking anything. So, yeah. Everything no, is a good idea. They have no idea. frontal lobe. They have no frontal lobe. Everything is a good idea. There is no consequence. They're dumb. There. They're stupid. They were charged with a lot. They were charged with mischief, B&E, tra- trespassing, theft, fa- and theft, and attended a joint court hearing together where they both pled guilty to a felony. They pled guilty to a felony theft because it was over the, that was that dollar amount, like 5000 5000 it, 5, it became a felony. Oof. And they were sentenced to a juvenile diversion program, so not jail, probation essentially. That's fucking stupid. For a felony. I get that that's their first offense, but that's a fucking but one hell of a f- felony. Offense. Well, and regardless if it was investigated, there should a file be somewhere about like this whole threatening thing online with Eric. Mm-hmm. Well, it's never submitted. I get that, but there should be some like some but, type of document yeah, somewhere. About it. This entire time, no one knew about the affidavit. Oh my fuck. So both boys attended mandatory classes in anger management. Well, you'd think that that cop at that point would be like, oh, actually, I did up an affidavit at one point. I recognize those names. Yeah. Let me look back in my shit real quick. Oh, yeah. They did nothing. Attended their anger management classes and talked with the diversion officers in the program. Well, and I'm sure with Eric's charisma, he was able to bullshit the entire thing. I'm literally just getting okay. there. <laughs> You're fucking on it. They were both released early from the program by several weeks because of positive actions in the programs and then put on probation. Mm-hmm. Probation officer that served the boys said Eric, specifically, <sighs> was a mm-hmm. very bright individual who was likely to succeed in life. Is he? The probation officer for Dylan said was intelligent but needs to understand that hard work is part of fulfilling a dream. Let's just look at those very two different approaches to the boys. Yeah. So Eric charmed his whole way through this fucking program. Yeah. Dylan did really well in the program and was like could make it through. However as we'll see kind of when I talk about him Dylan such a quieter personality, yeah, and a depressed personality. See, and so he doesn't apply himself the same way as Eric, Eric does, but they also are very different in the sense that I'm sure Dylan probably was a lot more genuine yes. in his execution of completing that program. And had the probation officer or whoever was working with them had noticed that, they probably could have referred him out to other resources to help his depression, help his mental health, help his, whatever the fuck he was going through. Whereas Eric, charismatic, likes to manipulate people, mm-hmm. didn't give a fuck, and was like, I'm just going to get myself through this. Well, I'll tell you how much he didn't give a fuck and how smart he is for his little psychopathic brain. Mm-hmm. He wrote a letter to the van letter. The van letter. The, the van, van owner. The van owner. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mernon Mernon time. Exp, exp- I can't now. (laughs) You're like having a... I had a stroke. This is the fourth one. I know. You're having a morning. I'm gonna die. Expressing regret. (laughs) Expressing major regret for his actions and the crimes he committed, but then did a journal entry in his little books... Right. ...that said, isn't America supposed to be the land of the free? How come if I'm free, I can't deprive some fucking dumb shit from his possessions if he leaves them sitting in the front seat of his fucking van in plain sight in the middle of fucking nowhere on Fry fucking day night. Okay fuck OK Eric fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuck. Fry fucking day. That's my favorite new phrase. <laughs> oh, no, I'm gonna I gotta say be that all the time. Fra- it's fry, fry fucking, fucking day. day. So, oh he then did another one that said natural selection. Fucker should be shot. So he wrote this beautiful letter that his probation officer and the diversion officers were like, wow, wow. he expresses <laughs> such remorse for his actions, and then he writes, natural selection, fucker should be shot. Yeah. What a charmer. He can oh, yeah. fucking he switch, can it switch it on switch and switch it, it, like, it off, yeah. where I don't think Dylan can do that, or, nor do I think he thinks about doing it, because that's just not who his personality Dylan's is. Dylan's not a psychopath. I'm glad you noticed that. Let's continue. We'll get there. Okay. Look at you. Just, just, i it up, Picking it up. I'm fucking good at it. I know. <laughs> that's why we're here. I should be the fucking probation officer. You would have been like, fucker. You fuckers. These two. Yeah. But that's the problem, though. He's so charming that you're not going to notice. But also, though. But I feel like people in this field, like law enforcement, well, they're getting there now. Um, human service, like, you, there's so many, like, there's so much education out there now on it, where I think now you'd be able to kind of pick up on those things. If, I, yeah, I feel like now you'd be like, really? Yeah. Really? So, I think now had, like, if these two boys came to the same probation officer, or, like, even the diversion officer, or whatever, they would be able to be outsourced to, like, the appropriate resources. Yeah. Because we understand it a lot more now. Yeah. So... After this incident, Dylan had wrote in Eric's yearbook at the end of the year mm-hmm. and said, "Killing em- enemies, blowing up stuff, killing cops. My wrath for January's incident will be godlike. Not to mention our revenge in the Commons. The Commons was slang for the cafeteria at school." Okay. So Dylan's haven't still struggling with this. Yeah. Like I- Eric is too, but Dylan is like different in my opinion. Like Eric always talks about this shit. <laughs> Whereas Dylan is now... He's escalating. His, his rage is starting to come out of it. He's getting mad. But I also feel like he's mimicking Eric. Eric for, like Because he wants to fit in and he wants the validation from Eric. Yeah. So I'm not saying he doesn't have that rage. Obviously you do if you're going to do what they did. But I think he's mimicking a lot too. Yeah, I agree. Like I said earlier, both boys kept journals. Okay? Okay. So you can find the journals online. I'll post a couple parts from them. King. They heavily documented their thoughts, their lives, their weapons, which I'll get to, and their whole plan for the shooting in the journals. It's oh heavily documented in the journals. And when you read the journals, though, there's a lot of differences between them. Mm-hmm. So, and I'll talk about it more as I go, but like Eric's journals are very aggressive, like his blog posts. Right? Always aggressive, <laughs> always angry always about attacking people, killing people, all that. Mm-hmm. Well, he's writing out fantasies. Yes. Dylan's for the most part, he talked about that stuff too, but a lot of it is very depressed thoughts. Yeah. And like wanting to die and like mm-hmm. very you would expect someone who's thinking about suicide to write about. Okay. He's he is a textbook depressed personality when you read these journals. Mm-hmm. So again, very different mm-hmm. documentations. Well, Eric wants to spread pain and Dylan just... I think Eric just wants to hurt people. Yeah. Whereas Dylan's hurting and will hurt people because he's hurting. Yeah. Which, again... Uh, that's exactly... Yeah, that's what it, I was trying to say. It comes out a lot later. Yeah. Like, Eric and the journals had one time wa- wrote about, like, planning an attack, which included, like, hijacking an airplane and, like, crashing it into New York City Which I think is sus, because two years after the shooting, this happened. So, he's having some terrorist thoughts in his head. But funny enough, Dylan is the first one that mentioned shooting up the school. He's the... But that's common, though, because a lot of times shooters are, they're, they're like, mass... What the fuck am I trying to say? Shooters want to die by suicide. Yes. And, like, like, they'll do that in order to kind of, like... You know what I'm trying to I don't say? I not know what you're trying to say. Because yeah. if you're a true school shooter, you don't come out of that school. No. Your whole goal is suicide by cop or suicide by yourself. By yourself. yourself. <laughs> After you just cause mass pain. Yeah. He was the first one to mention the school shooting. Whereas and I then, think if Eric had had it his way, he would have just shot up the school and been done. And been done. Yeah. And, like, would talk about, like, what he'd wear during the attack and, like, how he'd do that, like, Really just that? fixated on, like, the whole, all the details. All the details. Eric's not really detail-oriented. No. <laughs> Still, it is. They also, so that's sus. it's that sus. But we don't know about that. No one knows about that. It's not uncommon for kids to keep journals. No. However, we've had a lot of behavior so <laughs> far that shows escalating crazy. Yes. Their schoolwork, however, also started to have themes of murder. Oh. So they started to use their homework to foreshadow the massacre. And had many themes of violence in their creative writing projects. So they wrote a paper. Who? Which one? I believe it was Eric wrote a paper. Called Guns in School. And a, pro, and a poem from the perspective of the bullet killing people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't then, think we can get any more like plain as day here. And then Dylan wrote a short story about a man killing students. Which concerned his teacher that she called his parents. But nothing was done. So now you have the boys actively talking about attacking the school in their writing at school.
1: And, and you have, all, like,
0: teachers actually concerned about it. But nothing's being but done. But nothing's being done. If my son's teacher called me and said, Yo, your son wrote a paper about wanting to kill people in the school. I'm concerned. I'd be like, yeah, they're going to the fucking psych ward now. There should be, there should be more follow-up done. Yes. And this, to me is the problem with the school and their parents yes you want to tell me why, if you get a call from the school that your kid just wrote about a school shooting and you're not following the fuck up about it both boys also researched a lot of war and murder so eric wrote a paper on nazis and dylan wrote a paper on charles manson (laughs) which i mean like depending on the class maybe not sus but knowing what they've been writing about lately sus yeah I mean, like, I was that kid that would write papers. I was also that kid, but I didn't... But mine made sense. Mine made sense. (laughs) I, like, it made sense. And, like, I... Yeah. 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 In psych class, Eric wrote that he dreamed of going on a shooting spree with Dylan, and in his journals at the same time, described several bomb detonations they'd already done. And if I remember correctly, on one of Eric's papers... About these murders, a teacher complimented him on his creative process. Excuse me? Your boy is writing about school shootings and you're like, hey,
1: loved love your that. use of the
0: semicolon. Yeah. Love <laughs> 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 your punctuation. Love that. That's fucked. Yeah. They also began to escalate more with their documentation. So I mentioned earlier the tapes that they were making. Yeah. Briefly. They kept... They took five tapes from school and recorded on all five of these tapes. Okay. And they were called the basement tapes because they were often recorded originally in, like, the basement of Eric's house, I think it was. Okay. Only two of these tapes have ever been released and have since been, like, scrubbed from the internet at this point. The remaining three tapes were destroyed by the FBI. The two tapes that were, like... Circling for like a while, mm-hmm. we're just like the boys blowing stuff up, shooting guns, mm-hmm. wearing their black trench coats, acting like they're part of that gang. Right. The other three tapes detailed their plans and reasons for the massacre, including ways they hid their weapons and deceived their parents.
1: The oh tapes
0: were destroyed by the FBI because they felt. Had they been released or information about the tapes, the contents of the tapes been released, there'd be more school shootings. You're fucking stupid. So, because of this, because those tapes were destroyed, never shown to media, never shown to police besides outside the FBI. Yeah. Like, one or two officers, by the way. Not, like, all the FBI. One or two. And I believe... One of the victims, a couple of victims' parents got to see snippets of it. We will never know the actual reasons for the murder. And we will never know how they hid all their weapons. Because they destroyed them. These are the questions I'd like answered. Out of this entire thing, I'd love to know their rationale. And I'd love to know how they hid shit. I understand, like not wanting to, cre- like, create, like, kind of a domino effect of, like, other people doing it, but it's the same thing with, like, a suicide. Asking somebody if they're suicidal is not going to make them suicidal. No. Showing somebody a tape or le- letting people listen to a tape about people talking about a school shooting, like, planning a school shooting is not going to make them want to be a school shooter. Like, if they're thinking about school sh- school shooting, they're already going to be fucking thinking And this thinking obviously about that. didn't do anything for school shootings because the States has them every fucking week. So... <laughs> Yes. Right. They do. Let's be realistic. Two boys isn't gonna make no school shootings occur. Thirty minutes before the shooting, they did a final tape where they said goodbyes and apologized to some of their friends and family for what they did. And I was able because I did some sleuthing to find a transcript of some of the tapes. So maybe I'll post a link to it if I can refind the site. The site. It's intense. They're angry. And those tapes. There's rage. Really? Like, full anger. It's really unfortunate that they're destroyed. Because, like... These are the questions I, think I want they answered. Are, I think they would also, like, if people were smart, they are good learning mm-hmm. opportunities to, like, look at red flags, look at warning signs, look at what people... I'd love to fucking see them. Oh, yeah. Well, and they scrubbed the two tapes that were out... From everywhere, yeah. I searched for two days to find any of them, mm-hmm. and I can't. can't. There's screenshots from the videos, but there's not the like actual, an actual video, video, which I'm mad about. Pissed. Part of me is mad because I'm just curious. Well, and so there was a huge <laughs> thing because in December 1979, so the same year as shooting, but towards the end of the year, mm-hmm. Time Magazine par- posted an article about the tapes before anyone had seen them. Oh, really? So they got they got in on the story. I don't know how these fucking magazines and papers do it, but they had a fucking man on the inside and did a whole thing. The victim's family members threatened to sue Jefferson County, which is where the, Mm -hmm. the kind of school shooting was in, because they were pissed. Yeah. What do you mean there's fucking tapes? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, we know why they did it and you're not letting me fucking see why my kid's dead? Yeah. So because of this, like I said, a few victims, family members, and journalists were allowed to see some clips from the tapes, mm-hmm. but they were completely kept quiet and then they were destroyed. destroyed. And then because there's only some transcripts of them, it doesn't really give us much. Yeah. But like I said, the ones that were out just showed them kind of like acting out fantasies, blowing stuff up, shooting things. One was almost like a dress rehearsal for the shooting because they were walking down like the hallways. Pretending to shoot people with fake guns. Jesus. And, we and nobody saw that? And then that's my other question. So we're doing this in the school and no one noticed? Nobody's going to be like, what, what you doing there, Eric and Dylan? Like, like, what's with this? What's with all this get up what's here? What's with the get up in the pew, pew, What are we doing? <laughs> Who are you shooting, buddy? Like, we're a little old for that. Yeah, this fine. isn't fucking cowboys and never mind. I'm not going to say that word. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly where you're going with that, too. That's so funny. I won't say it. And <laughs> Robbers will go with that. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so, right before the shooting, there was a cassette tape that Eric left on the kitchen table at home. Mm-hmm. Which, like, this was recorded completely by himself. Dylan was not involved. And on the tape, which, again, I can't find anywhere, but I have mm-hmm. a quote from it. It said, Less than nine hours now... People will die because of me, and it will be a day that will be remembered forever. Which I'm sure he loved. Well, he didn't express any remorse. He's like, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Fucking nine hours a psychopath. out. Fucking nine hours out, boys. Here we go. Here we go. We're kind of on to our last little lead up section. Okay. So at this point, little recap. We have a psychopath. We have a depressed person. <laughs> they are best friends. Right. They are now really amping up their behavior. They're escalating. Really journaling behaviors at school. They've been arrested. Mm -hmm. We're planning a school shooting at this point. Yeah. The school shooting's already been planned. Mm -hmm. We're getting there. We know we're doing it. What do we need? We need a weapon. We need weapons. We need weapons. However, both boys can't buy them. No. Because in the States, you have to be 21 to buy a gun. Yeah. Okay? Because you have to be 21 to drink, 21 to buy a gun, from what I could read. That might be different depending on the state, but I think overall... I think the general... is 21 to buy a gun. Yeah. Which, like, I don't disagree with, but, like, maybe we should have better gun laws, because what happens? Yes. For the shooting, months prior to the shooting, months. Months. Okay. Eric and Dylan acquired two 9mm firearms and two 12-gauge shotguns. Eric had, I'm going to say the real name, but just go with me. He had a high point 19, not 19, 995 carbine with 13 10 round magazines and a pump action shotgun. He had a semi-automatic weapon. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Dylan also had a Tech 9 semi-automatic handgun and... 152, 132, and 128 round magazines, so a shit ton of bullets, and a double-barreled shotgun. So they had not just handguns, like little pistols. Mm -hmm. They have heavy guns. And when we get to the shooting, and like when I post about the shooting, I'll post pictures of their weapons. They're full semi-automatic, like like (laughs) like like, (laughs) those guns. I can't do gun sounds. I'm a girl. I'm a, I I have a vagina. I can't do. I that. can't do gun sounds. I have yet to meet a girl who can do a gun sound. They have huge guns and they have shotguns. But that's fucked. So both boys, so Eric sawed off the end of his shotgun, which is worse apparently, and Dylan also shortened the length of his. So they're now customizing their weapons. What's the significance of that? I I genuinely don't know. Like when you why? saw off a shotgun, I think the blast is worse. Oh, I didn't think. know that. Yeah, oh. So they had sawed-off shotguns at this at this point. Interesting. I don't even like. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh to yeah. Be honest. So they have a shit ton of weapons and a shit ton of bullets. And like heavy duty. Heavy duty. How did they get these? You may ask. I'll I am I'll wondering. wondering. I'll tell ya. I'll don't tell ya. Don't you worry. So November twenty second, nineteen ninety eight. So this so is like four or five months. Four or five months before April nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. At the Tanner Gun Show. 18-year-old Robin Anderson. Interesting name! Miss, I went to the prom with Dylan three days before the shooting. Purchased. How? Because I think depending on the state, I think. And if it's a gun show, I think it's different. (sighs) You can't go into a gun shop and buy a gun, but you can go into a show. What's the fucking difference? I don't know about the state. You're still purchasing. Why they have school weapons? This is why they have school shootings well, because their gun laws are dumb. And if I'm wrong about these gun laws, like let me the fuck know. Yeah, please let us but, know. But because I don't, we I don't live in the states. I don't we live don't in know. the states. But anyway, she went to a gun show. She bought a rifle and two shotguns for the boys as they were too young to legally purchase them themselves. themselves. And so when she's older, by just by a year, she's like eighteen.
1: So, so maybe you
0: do have to be eighteen. But some states are twenty-one. I thought too. I feel like maybe it's 18 for, like, hunting and stuff. And then 21 for, like, crazy shit. I don't know. I don't know. State. Please let us know. Like, let us know. Yeah. Maybe I'll ask my dad. He's from Texas. There you go. He'll, he'll tell us. we will tell you. Yeah. We'll ask him after. He'll tell me when he listens to this. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, Robin was obviously questioned by police. Yes. Because she bought fucking weapons for the At this point, you are an accomplice. Uh Uh-huh. She told investigators that she believed the pair wanted the guns for target shooting and said she had no prior knowledge of their plans, which I believe she had no knowledge and was not charged. I mean... Because she fully cooperated. I get it. With police. I mean, I don't want to say she should have been charged, but she should have had some consequence to that. Because... Ta- I'm sorry, girl, you're not buying a semi-automatic, like, you're not buying that kind of weapon for target practice. No, they're going to kill someone. Like, you don't need a gun for target practice. No. Pull it together. They also met a man named Mark through a co-worker at work who bought Dylan his Tech 9 shooty gun Okay. for 500 bucks, because apparently you can just get a semi-automatic weapon for 500 bucks. <laughs> and... Mark and then that co-worker that they met Mark through and then Mark's girlfriend all did one of the basement tapes together and so Mark and that co-worker were charged with supplying a handgun to a minor and possession of a sawed-off shotgun and were sentenced to six years for Mark and four and a half years for the co-worker because okay. they were charged because they actively used the guns with the boys and yeah. videotaped themselves using the guns with the boys. Yeah. At this point, they have a shit ton of weapons, and do you want to explain to me how fucking the parents didn't notice
1: that I mean, they have yeah. shotguns,
0: bullets, and semi-automatic weapons in the house? Well, apparently they... Deceived them. Deceived well, I'd them. I'd love to know. I'd love to know, but we'll never know. Because I gotta be honest, that's bullshit that they didn't notice. How did you, have you get, get them not, in the house? That's the thing. How did you not know? I feel like... I mean, maybe I'm giving myself too much credit, but I feel like I fucking would know. And, like, do you, like, where, at where were they hiding them in like the house? Like, they must have been a very... Because they hid them in the house. So where were they? Were you just not paying the fucking attention? They've already been arrested. Maybe you should have eyes on them at all fucking times. And the you're thing. getting calls from the school that, hey, your kid's writing some such shit in my English class. Well, that's the thing. They sound like they're very like disconnected parents. Like they just aren't paying attention, or like, cause I'm sorry, they're like sneaky kids. Teens aren't that sneaky. I work with teens. Well, you they're have to down. be. You have to be quite like oblivious to your kids and what so, they're doing. Like I said, I actually don't know how they didn't notice. Well, maybe they were though. Like maybe, maybe they were just that deceitful. Like, unless they maybe kept them outside of the house, like, in the yard somewhere, or, like... Because I know. feel like it's not easy to store that many weapons. Well, but, like, the thing is, is, like, it would be if you have parents who are not present. Or not, just not paying as much attention. That's what I mean, Because like, maybe, because, like, overall, though, the boys were, like, heavily involved with school. They were busy little bees. Mm-hmm. The parents could have been, like, "Man, the arrest was a blip. Because, like, boys I can tell you boys boys, right now... I got away with a lot of shit. Yeah. I didn't do this. I was not fucking no. smuggling guns. Away with, but I, I got away, away with a, a lot. lot of stuff. I don't know if I would get away with having a sawed-off shotgun in the house. <laughs> you might have. <laughs> I might have. But like, <laughs> but like, if I think about it, my parents were kind of like their parents. Hard. They worked full time. Yeah. Did that kind of stuff. They would notice. Yeah. And the boys are going out constantly at this point with their new weapons. Mm-hmm. And shooting. Yeah. Are you not asking what they're doing with their day? Well, that's a, that's the thing. Because like, they're taking the guns out to go shoot, but they have to bring the guns back in to the house. So are you not... like, what? Do are they we, have vehicles? They must have... Had, they could have just stored them in the vehicles. It's true. That but. way they don't have to worry about transporting. They're just in the vehicles and ready to go. And, like, they could have had it. So, like, because, you know, in, like, the trunks of cars and you pull out where, like, the um, spare tire would go or whatever. I don't think they're that smart. But they can be, like, Eric, but, like, Maybe. Dylan was in a fucking gifted, spe- gifted fucking special kid class. They could have been that smart where they, like, just hit them in the car so that, like, when you open the trunk, you, like, they're not there. But I'm hidden. also, like, thinking about this. I've shot a gun before. Mm-hmm. You get quite the rush when you shoot a gun. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine being a 17 and an 18-year-old boy. Yeah. Firing off that many rounds and then coming home cool as a cucumber. So I so well the, they probably stayed out for hours right. So but like again I feel like we're not very observant parents at this point. No, they're not. Like I think we can all agree that they're not present and observant parents. But not bad parents. Not not necessarily bad parents. Just not there. They could. They're busy. Yeah, they're which busy. Is fine. And you got teens. Yeah. You you loosen the reins Who a bit. Who relatively like, are like are up until this point normal. are normal kids. They've gotten into trouble now, but, like, again, chalked up to boys being boys back in 19-fucking- 99. 99. But then, we also get into this, and this is where I'm, like, we really didn't notice. So, they were really building bombs. Mm-hmm. So, they're building a lot of bombs. They built a total of 99, and, again, you want to tell me how you're not noticing them bringing, doing all that kind of shit. Because you need, like, some intricate shit so they to build So, they built- pipe bombs carbon dioxide cartridges filled with gunpowder bombs molotov cocktails propane tanks converted into bombs they're gonna be blowing through money and i get that they're working but they're not working full time no they're still in school and so they're so then are they missing school to do this because how much time do you need to build a bomb i don't build bombs but i I think you need time and then time to blow it up did they not have a curfew were they skipping school to do this Cause at this point, I can't see them being superly heavily invested in their classes. No, 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 no. They're no, definitely not. But like, this is the thing. I think you're thinking too much of a 2021 perspective. This is this my is problem. 1999, and like, it very different views and very different like perspectives on things. So like, you would I feel like back in 1999, you would have the mindset of boys being boys. Whereas now I'd be like, you're fucking being sus. You're a psychopath. Where's all your money? You're done. Where's all your money? Where have you been? Mm -hmm. Are you going to class? You question these things. Yeah. So the propane bombs that they've been building were bombs that they used in the shooting. So they put them on... We'll get to the next part, but propane bombs were used in the cafeteria, cars, and other locations for the shooting Right. as a diversion, kind of, some of them. Okay. They also used, like rocket igniters and like timing devices built from clocks and batteries as ignition for the bombs. They built bombs. Yeah. They weren't successful bombs. But, but they, they built, built bombs. bombs and they did research and they had to the build intent. bombs. And here's the other thing that I think is different. Twenty twenty one, if I think you're sus, I'm checking your internet shit. Yeah. In nineteen eighty nine, they I guarantee you a parent would have not a fucking clue how to work a Computer. No. They're not, they don't know no. to check an online presence. No. Most parents at this point follow their kids on social media. Yeah. They're not going to check anything. No, because back then it wasn't a prevalent, it wasn't a really prevalent thing. It was just starting to come in. Yeah. It wasn't They don't know big. about it. Yeah. Eric even attempted to make napalm and to make a backpack, a backpack into a flamethrower at one point. Yeah. <laughs> And they had initially asked a friend to, like, to keep the napalm for them and he was like, get the fuck no. Out. And, like, low-key tried to recruit him to be a shooter and, like, but played it off as a joke and he was like, get fucked. You're weird. I'm not doing it. So, again, back to Eric's, like, website, because he's still blogging away. Oh, yeah. Getting, like, he's, like, fully posted all his bomb-making techniques, mm-hmm. including ones that use shrapnel when they go off. is fuck. So, a pipe bomb filled with, like, nails, glass yeah, to cause maximum damage. And his parents had also discovered one of his bombs before and just thought to themselves, Boys, boys being boys. Look at him building a bomb. How creative. Well, I wonder if the thought crossed their mind of, oh, it's, it's just like a, what's the word? It's not real. It would never actually do anything. It's, it's, it's just like a just, like, prototype. Yeah. Dylan also brought a bomb to work one time, a pipe bomb, and scared his co-workers, but they were like, nah, it's Dylan. Not gonna think anything <laughs> of it. Dylan being Dylan. So, the day before, and, like, kind of the weekend before the shooting, they bought eight propane tanks, oh two of which were bought for the, sh- like, right before the shooting, and then they bought a bunch, like, the morning of, and again, I'm sorry. If I saw two high school kids come into my store, and buy six propane tanks in one go, I'd maybe be like, "Why do what you the fuck need is them?" This? Yeah. But then again, I'm like really nosy and curious. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like someone working a minimum minimum wage job at like a hardware store or a gas station doesn't give a fuck usually. No. Well, and just why gonna, would they? Yeah. You're they're not just paid to, to care. The, no, you're just you're there paid to do job. your job. They're coming in and buying shit. Okay, fine. Here you go. I'm not going to question it. But they were seen on the security camera at, like, 9 in the morning buying those. The morning of. There's a book. They also bought knives for the shooting. And Eric bought himself, like, one of those, like, belts with the <laughs> pockets. Yep. And, like, made himself, like, a belt that has, like, bullets on it. Oh and God. he taped, like, this big-ass knife to, like, his ankle. And then Dylan had a knife on his like belt mm-hmm. and then a switchblade. Switchblades are fucking illegal. Yeah. I don't know if they were illegal then, but they're fucking illegal now. Yeah, they're not. I don't know. In Canada they're illegal. They're illegal. No, but back then. Back then I don't, I don't think. So they they're fully prepared. Yeah. The plan for their shooting, like I said, was heavily documented in their journals and videotapes. Right. They did not spare a detail. No. They, they fucking wrote it out for us. Not that. So they intended to plant bombs, propane bombs, in the cafeteria at the busiest lunch hour. hmm Because it would kill them hundreds of students. Yeah. If the propane, because their propane bombs are big. Yeah. And there was multiple. If all that went off, everyone in that fucking cafeteria was going to die. Yeah. And that explosion would have blown out, like, other floors of the school they yeah. planned, the hallways, hundreds of kids and teachers would have died. Yeah. They also thought that after the bombs went off, we'll just start shooting then. So yeah. after our bombs go off, we'll wait, and then we'll enter the school and kill anyone else we see that survived the bombing. And then while that's happening, we'll also throw more bombs, like little, like, hand bombs, Yep. to kill more people. Mm-hmm. And then they thought, well, we don't want to be disturbed during our fucking shoot, okay? <laughs> This is serious shit. Yeah. So we're going to put bombs around the school and in our cars. So those are going to go off, which will kill more students. hmm And at this point, police and paramedics will be notified that there's a shooting, and they'll come to the school, and when all those other bombs go off, we'll kill police officers, paramedics, firemen, and reporters. Jesus. Fuck. So that... They literally wanted to cause, like, max- maximum, like... Death, Death and, and damage. Pain. That was their entire plan for the shooting. And this was... And then, like, they bought their propane takes the morning of. And on April 20th, they did their little shoot. Not little shooting, but they did a shoot. They did a shooting, And that's where I'm leaving this part. Ooh. We are now on the day of... That's fucked. Prepare, bitches. That's fucked. Might I also add, this is your first two-parter. I know. I know. <laughs> love that. I love it. Um... But I hate this thing. <laughs> because we now know that when we start part two, yeah, people are dead. Yeah. We're, we're starting off we're with starting, death. Yeah, that one is all death. So already, like I said, stark personality differences between the boys. Yep. Huge. Escalating behavior. Clear signs. Well, and different motivation for both of them. Like, I, I'm sure, like, they talked about it and, like, together they had, like, a um, joint motive, but they each I think had their own. I think they had their own intent yeah. for the shooting. Yeah. And, like, for fuck's sakes, two years before this took place, police started to look into Eric, and then were like, man, I'm good. Yeah. I'll stop now. Well, they didn't even really look into it. Because you want to tell me that this could have not potentially been avoided? Yeah. I'm not saying, and honestly, I think the shooting was going to happen regardless Mm -hmm. however there's so many flags it could have been prevented or or minimized minimized. that's my opinion yeah no i agree that's fucked buckle up though the the thing the the big thing that gets me is how different they are they're so different but it makes sense like it get it like it kind of fucks with me but it makes sense well, and How I'll get into, in the second part, when I'm talking about the investigation, like, like people really looked into motives, because, as I said, the tapes describing motive, mm-hmm. no one's ever seen. No they were destroyed it. right away. Yeah. So they really talked about motive, and the FBI was heavily involved in this, because it's a huge shooting. Mm-hmm. No one's ever seen it before, besides, like, the one in Canada that I've already talked about, the polytechnique. Yeah. But they thought that was a one-off. hmm Right? And so the FBI did profiles on the boys because there's so much evidence. Yeah. And they really get into the motives that they thought. Yeah. And the differences between the boys. Yeah. And you will when I talk about the shooting, so I'm gonna give my a warning now and I'll do what when I do the second part. I talk about the full shooting. I don't leave out details from the shooting. From overall. hmm Overall. I'm I know I miss probably some, but yeah. Major- I talk about it. I go really into it, how people died, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Even in the shooting, the way they did it is different. Yeah. The way that they committed the shooting, not the same. Yeah. There's a but stark like that difference. Makes it makes sense given how different they, they are. are. That is our part one for Columbine. Oof. What? A lot to unpack. You see why I had to split it up. Yes. You can't do that. You in, can't do that, that in one. one. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's fucked up. I'm excited for part two, but I'm also not excited for part two. It's an I will say, it's going to be very intense. Mm-hmm. Not really a lot to joke about when we talk about the shooting, because it's not a laugh and matter. No, but it's like, <laughs> I feel like that is also like, it's similar to like when you talk about anything to do with kids. Like, how do you joke about it? You will get riled, though, and I know people that are listening are going to get riled, about how long this shooting fucking lasts. And we've talked about that before. I've told you before... And how the police fucking handled it. Idiots. Well, let's save that for part two. But we'll save that. (laughs) So we hope you liked this. Uh, Prepare yourself. special birthday episode. Yes, we'll have a part two coming soon for this. For our regular scheduled programming on Saturday. But oof, boys, get ready. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready. Also, let me know about gun laws. If you know about U.S. gun laws, fucking let us know. Oh, yeah, because like... I feel like we could look into it ourselves, but, but at I'm the same lazy. time, why don't you just tell us? Yeah. So let us know. As always, like, follow, share, subscribe, review, do your thing. You know what to do, and we'll see you in our next episode. See you, see you later. later.